Hella Black, 118, you feel me? Black Radical Month, still at it, still grinding, just like every other month shit. <laughs> just three episodes one month? We're really going to get four in one month. We already got one in store for y'all, but you know, if you're a patron, you're going to get that ASAP. Everybody else, you're going to have to wait, but go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Pod. Help pay our light bills. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen this shit on TikTok or, some, or this video is like the, the one Maya sent. I like, did oh, watch it. Oh, it's like how every podcast ends. If well, it's like, in. yeah, like, or it's like just like the, the corporate ones is like, this episode was produced by yada, yada, yada. The editor was this. The associate editor, editor was this. The assistant to the editor was this. And then the independent, <laughs> then the independent one was under it. It was like, yeah, go to our uh, Patron, uh, Patreon, and, and help us keep the white bills. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's us. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. I mean, I, I think about those early Patreon, early Patreon days when niggas had, you know, 70 subscribers. Or 70 patrons, I guess. Shout out to uh, our patron that owns... This is a... Am I really... Okay, let me watch my words. I was about to say some wild shit. I was going to say I'm about to pub a non-black on Hella Black. But she is a patron of ours. And she owns... Uh, I think it's Blue Willow Tea in West Berkeley. I don't know. I'm not even going... That's not considered the waterfront. That's like North Berkeley, Albany area but shout out to you i wish i knew your name but you know you hosted the sipping paint last weekend and you told someone that you were a patron of ours and so yeah shout out to you if you're listening to this yeah don't just be i mean i support the folks who are patrons you know just to as like a good d right like you might not even listen to the content but y'all should listen to our stuff you know (laughs) like nah for real bro like i i think about uh as much as i've been able to learn from reading and listening to different things and so if you even just take a, some time to listen to our stuff and really dive into it and listen to it over and over again I think about all these Tere speeches that I watch over and over again and Krumah speeches that I watch over and over again Asada Huey uh, Malcolm right like don't just listen to the podcast once yeah. like, read it's repetition bro for yeah. real though cause sometimes you forget where you learn something from I'm like oh that's where my definition <laughs> you feel me like yeah. you just cause it's so much repetition all the time you Facts. constantly talking about okay yeah so listen, listen to listen to our um, episodes over and over and over and over and over and over again. And it, I was thinking about because we about to do this panel in a couple hours, right? And I think about you know how sometimes you feel. I'm sure you do, right? Well, maybe not so much teaching because, or not maybe not so much when you as a teacher because when you teach, you know, you like have these folks for a semester, right? Like so, I'm gonna be going like I have a lesson plan where I know that each class is laying a brick brick to the ultimate objective right to get you to understand these things but when you do these like one-off speaking engagements I for me at least and I was talking about this with Khadijah um I feel like the pressure to say the perfect thing because I might not get these people I that might, might, that might be people. a one time you know I might, it might be my spark the spark the mind to somebody you know and so yeah. with us the the beauty of having um 118 episodes now is like you can listen to us drive home these different things in different ways to where it might uh, that light bulb might go off. You know, you might we might have talked about something in episode seventy six that you listened to, and then we talked about it again at eighty nine, and now the light bulb went off. And so, um, like like Q told us, you know, we never we never f- finish books. You know, like we supposed to keep reading them, keep reading them, reread. Uh, and so Re-open, you don't finish you don't revisit finish our chapters. Podcast. You feel me? Like <laughs> you don't finish our podcast. Go home, go ahead and uh, keep listening to them, especially if. You know, you're tired of your life being the result of the capitalist profit motive, right? 
if you want to be able to live in a world where uh, your development is not determined by someone else, where your development is not at the expense of your fellow human being, then you should study uh, Hella Black Podcasts. You should study the writings of people's programs because this is where we talk about the correct ideologies, the correct objectives that will, that will um, again, shift that reality of, of, of ours being one that is driven by capitalist profit motive, right? A world where we can all have education, all have healthcare, all have housing, have freedom to create, and not just live for the weekend, right? And so if those are things that you want, listen to Hella Black over and over again. Go reread our writings. Uh, reread We Are Own Liberators. Go ahead and tap in with that. And yeah, all the other books we suggest. <laughs> for real though, because it's like, if you go to episode two and then you go to episode well, 118, you feel me? You're going to see also our political evolution, our growth, but also the consistency within the ideas we've been having over the past four or five years. You know what I mean? So just build, listen, study. You feel me? Study like our life depends the on last it. year, bro. I was, the growth we made in a year. I look at 2020 like when people was really like paying attention to our stuff. We made that, that uh, like top 100 podcast and stuff. Like man, y'all should hear us now because we got way deeper understanding. Bro, I'm like, way I know we was on it when we did that. Uh, what the message to the people episode? Mm-hmm. That one was fire for sure. But I did, but bro, I I didn't know. I feel like even then, I was so um, early in my political development, right? Like I hadn't done none of the study, you know, uh, like the intentional study of Pan Africanism. I wasn't even under, wasn't even using the term decolonization programs, right? Like it's so much that I've been able to absorb since then, and so. We are a testament of, uh, we are living examples of what can happen through through uh, consistent and dedicated study and then uh, trial and error through practice. We we examples of that. Straight up. I mean, we always going to be developing politically. You feel me? To the day that we ain't here physically, you know what I'm saying? But got to always stay developing, always stay learning. You feel me? The revolutionary, always a student, remain a student. Even during the revolution, post the revolution, defending the revolution, always going to be a student, always going to be learning, always going to make a, adjustments. You know what I mean? That's that's how we <laughs> benefit humanity <laughs> rather than these white supremacists, these imperialists who education is the anti, <laughs> is literally the antithesis uh-huh. of it. It's just conquest, control, exploit. Dominate. Slave, you feel me? But what we got to do is study. Take the studying, create a program. <laughs> but hella black, episode 118, you know? I know you said you was going to kick off the black joys, but oh, yeah, that's beat easy. you to it. Said, oh, beat yeah. you to it. Now, I'm going to start off with a, a patron's black joy. You know, shout out to the patrons. Drop in the comments, you feel me? If you're dropping them black joy... Keep dropping it, them. What about when we ask people to do it on Twitter? Ain't nobody tweeted us, so. Okay, bet, bet, bet. But, say you know, if us. you want to do Black Joy and you ain't a patron, tweet at us, at Hello Black Pod, or drop it in the comment on our Instagram, at Hello Black Pod. But you feel me? Patreon the best way. So go to patreon.com <laughs> slash Hello Black Pod if you want your shit read. Nah, paywall. Um, but now uh, this person named Melissa said, wanted to share some Black Joy. It was awesome hearing you two speak at the University of Ottawa on an international platform about black radical politics. You all work very hard and really care about black people. And it shows. Clapping hands emoji. 
Man, that's that's beautiful. Man, that's, that's a dope one. That's like, one of the best <laughs> things you can say to me is, you know, y'all work really hard and y'all care about black people on this show. For real. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. That's one of the things I'll be down there praying for. You feel me? Is that, like, the words that I say and the actions that I do, like, unite, inspire, connect, unify, right? If we're talking about Pan-Africanism, right? Like, that's, like, what I want to do. So, yeah, it's dope that, especially how we be, um, yeah, I'm, it's, it's dope. <laughs> Remember I had that Like that little caffeine shot So I wasn't sure Like if I was making sense so Yeah you know They're geeky yeah. Nah it was I mean we resonate With some, one person That's all that that's matters That's good enough for me, me? I <laughs> If I speak I resonate with one person Every that time That make me keep going That, that make me keep That's going. all that really matters You know yeah. I mean, We know for sure That other people in the room Was saying It resonated with them And some of their ideas Changed based off of What we were saying You know what I mean So it's always Especially across the internet That was gonna be My black joy To be honest Was being able to do that uh, event uh, in our first international event. You feel me? Obviously, we center internationalism every day within our politics, but to be able to speak uh, to a international crowd in, in Canada and relate some of these issues, and of course, we we find for the liberation of North America, <laughs> Canada is a, a colonial entity, a European colonial entity, just like America is a uh-huh. European settler colony. Uh-huh. You feel me? So we're trying to free the land from. These Euro Canadians and these Euro Americans, <laughs> and seeing all the similarities between what's happening right now in uh, in Ottawa with the the truckers and the the so-called uh, white working class, <laughs> and seeing the similarities between January sixth when the the white working class stormed the Capitol, you know. But another black joy that I had was uh, got some oysters out in Half Moon Bay. You feel me? Rode out there on the bike. That was that was a, a nice day. Sun was shining, weather was sweet, yeah, that was wind a good was day. blowing. That <laughs> it's, was a been, good day. it's been some nice weather. Shout out I, I for sure needed that. <laughs> global warming providing the vibes. <laughs> this, this episode is sponsored by Global Warming. <laughs> global warming providing the aesthetic. Like, uh, but what, uh, what black joke you had? Uh, when we watched the game last Sunday, and it wasn't even like, I mean, I think. Uh, for whatever it's like, if you in the football like I am, like we are football, the, the game was was a good game. I don't think I finished watching. I think I went upstairs took a shower because I was kind of over it. <laughs> when they called that last pi, like I understand, but like I, I, nothing, nothing makes me more upset than the lack of offensive pis that are called versus the amount of defensive pass interferences that are called. Right, and so you saw that come to life in those two games. This is not a sports podcast, so I won't go any further. That's how you. That's how you know you was on defense. <laughs> but I won't go. In, <laughs> I won't go any. <laughs> but I'm saying the point being, right? They didn't call the offensive pi, then they called the defensive pi, which is my point of like why well, I don't like watching football. Um, but yeah, the game was cool, but you know, um, it was dope to have like I think five of my seven siblings here, two of my nieces. Both my grandmothers, uh, one of my stepmothers was here. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, uh, yeah, that was that was just fire, bro. And then we went outside and like I'm watching, like I think about the episode we did with Josh, right? Uh, talking about how like youth sports created this um, this Community. communal at- atmosphere, right? That's like that was just ra- that was going through the town in general, but we've seen depleted as a result of gentrification, right? And so to see. You still see it in pockets, I think, of like West Oakland and East Oakland, but in North Oakland, it's like, bro, it's the reality that I had as a kid growing up just doesn't exist, right? And so to go outside and to see, uh, like, my my niece uh, and my little sisters and shit on the porch, 
like sitting on the porch, literally in my niece playing with one of the kids from down the street or like two of the kids from down the street. I'm like, bro, this is like taking me back. And it's not something that I had, I've been able to see in, in Oakland, specifically North Oakland for a very long time. And so that was fire. It was a Sunday, bro. We, was, we did the program that morning. You know what I'm saying? And so it just was, I felt like a, a very well-rounded day. So that was a that was a real African day for sure. Bro, we was frying fish and chicken. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> that was a real <laughs> come on. that was a real African family like, day right there. <laughs> frying fish and chicken. Uh, man, it was going down, bro. That food was good. I could I could taste that chicken right now, a week later. <laughs> yeah, it, it was that chicken was hella good. And then, you know, making a little catfish nugget sliders with the Hawaiian rolls. It was tartar sauce and hot sauce. It was a film. So yeah, that was my that was my black joy. Michael Chill, my granny, after the panel today. Or after me and Ray go do some uh, program shit, I'm going to go chill with my granny. Uh, hopefully, it's another nice day today. I think they said it's going to be about like 60-something with the sun out. Yeah, it was nice yesterday. It was like, read. like 73 yesterday. I'm like, shoosh. Yeah. Uh, global warming, but the sun nice. <laughs> for now. <laughs> it's providing the vibes. It's like, <laughs> for now. With me say, uh, <laughs> Seattle going to be the new San Francisco in 20. Seattle, that's gonna be the new San Francisco. <laughs> but like, bro, that's really what happens when when they fly these jets, private jets every bro, day, and taking a, shuttles to 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 Mars for fun. I said, like, within five hours after the Super Bowl, there was like 150 plus uh, Super Bowl or jets flying out of L.A. Private jets. Niggas talking about, oh, don't use a straw. You have all these private jets creating all this. Uh, Whatever toxic shit they be <laughs> they be uh, causing, you have these empty planes from these corporations that they're that are empty, but they need to keep their flight schedule, so they fly them. Like who 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 you feel me? And then they blame they blame us on us, not pla- uh, on us not recycling. It's a backward system. It's a backward capitalism system. knows no logic; it only knows profit. But episode one eighteen, you know what I'm saying? We we gonna talk about national unity. For self-government, you feel Phase me? Phase two. We got to govern ourselves. But before we tap into this, definitely recommend listening to uh, episode 110, Class Struggle from a New African Perspective to really, you feel me, have the knowledge for this one or to be able to... Uh, it puts this in perspective. It puts right? it in more in perspective. Yeah, like, if it's, if it's, it's maybe, the first phase. Yeah, it's the first phase of three-phase theory, you feel me? It was class struggle, right? And now we're going to talk about national unity for self-government. If we're talking about independence, you feel me? We should give them the three <laughs> phases before so that they can know what they are, right? You know? Launch them off, bro. All right. First one is class struggle for national unity, right? Which is the one we talked about on Hella Black episode 110. Then the second one is national unity for self-government, which we'll be discussing in some detail today. Um, you could really do 10 episodes <laughs> on this second phase if we needed to. Um, so we got class struggle for national unity, national need for self-government, um, and self-government for independence. National For national independence. Those are the three phases. And so we'll be talking the third phase. Who knows? No, no, know. It might be another eight episodes. Yeah. Now, but, you know, we, we getting this We got writings up. and stuff on them. Hey, or you we, should just read We Are On Liberators. That's, that's also great. We Are On Liberators. <laughs> you should go on. The, the PDF can be found on cues for Africans only reading list. Go ahead. You go ahead and find that. And then go make a donation to Jalil too. Yeah. If you <laughs> so we'll be we'll be discussing the second phase today. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's if we think about the world we living in right now, 
the United States, the Democrat and Republican, and this containment strategy that was law, uh, that was launched after the murder of, of, of George Floyd and the way the Democrats completely just destroyed the rebellions and contained the rebellions, and now everything is supposedly good. <laughs> like, this, again, should be another example that we cannot integrate into this system. We cannot assimilate into this system. Representation will not give us anything but another change, another form of oppression, mm-hmm. neocolonialism. Right, so the next, the only logical conclusion is true independence, is true sovereignty through self-government. Some might say, oh, we need to fight for a, a so-called uh, U.S. socialist government, which was still a settler socialism. The United States, <laughs> does, when, when it's all said and done, the United States should not exist. Cannot exist. It is. Period. Anti the principles of humanity. It should not exist in any fashion. Not even in a name. Not even in a name. It should not exist. It should no longer be called the United States. Gone. Gone. <laughs> it should be completely gone. So what we have to do is build for true independence and true self-government, right? So through class struggle for national unity, right? We we begin to unify under this idea that we can govern ourselves, right? We begin to develop the programs for decolonization and show people through our actions that independence is the way that we cannot assimilate that assimilation will just lead us to a path towards destruction but through programs for decolonization we begin to have uh, various different autonomous institutions within our community that supports new africans right that Mm -hmm. supports uh, our offensive for freedom because freedom is going on the offensive but it also supports us in the defensive posture which is the time we're in right now you know what i'm saying so when we have food programs health programs medical programs every single program you could imagine housing programs we b- begin to develop national unity we begin to see that we are our own liberators essentially uh-huh. right we begin to see that we have a, a dialectical connection right for freedom <laughs> and independence through our programs and that the programs is what's going to lead the people to revolution. You feel me? And, and these programs are essential because if you look at any African uh, liberation movement or any African nation that has been able to acquire their independence, like a, a Guinea in the 1960s, right, under the leadership of Seko Toure, you saw that when the French left there, they completely took all infrastructure. they The toilets, the light poles, the electricity, the the sm- they Bridges. tore down buildings, right? They tore down everything, right? And so through programs of decolonization, we are able to, when we finally rid ourselves of our uh, neocolonial oppressor, we will, we will in fact see a qualitative and quantitative leap in our material world, right? Because of these decolonization programs, we know how to feed each other. We know how to clothe, clothe each other. We have uh, pra- health, we have uh, doctors, right? We have practitioners, we have... Uh, Engineers, we have folks that understand agriculture. Right? I think about um, the the Congo when they got free from Belgian rule in 1960. They had to have essentially like if if it wasn't Belgian folks that that still stayed there in their army, they had to have Belgians still run the hospitals, right? And then you had and I think like uh, what's the name of this shit? Hold on, I want to give you an, a complete example. There was this. Uh, there was a like a mutiny that happened right 
in in the Congo. Um, this is in the '60s, I want to say, or like '58, right before they got their independence. And with this mutiny, you had the 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 colonizers that were still still there, right? These settler colonial colonialists that were still there, the Belgians, right? You had all of them fleeing, right? Like, oh, we gotta get out, of, we gotta get out the Congo, we gotta run, we gotta run. Um, and many of them were like the doctors, right? They were the the uh, folks that work in the administ the administrative folks in buildings, right? And these people just left, and so you had the Congo left with no infrastructure, really, right? And so th through decolonization programs, we through our historical materialist and dialectical dialectical materialist lens, we are able to again learn from the past um, and create a create a present and a future that is rooted in understanding our mistakes, right? So de decolonization programs allow us to have true sovereignty and independence as a result of what we've seen the colonizer would do when that independence is given to somebody, right? We gotta make sure we have doctors again through our healthcare program, through our health, free health clinic at People's Programs, mm -hmm. we have the practice of providing uh, primary healthcare to the people. So when the state wanna say, we closing down Highland, y'all can't have access to this as a means of uh, suppressing our movement, we don't need y'all shit. We don't have those programs already. You feel me? <laughs> when, the, when Alameda County says we're not giving y'all no more funding for free, for free food, we don't need y'all. We know how to distribute. We know how to uh, go in grocery shop. We know how to package our food. We know how to uh, hold our food. We got food handles license, right? We know how to do everything. We don't need. We got our food being grown. You feel me? We got our own farms and. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so this is the this is the purpose of the decolonization program. And like you said, right? When we have these things, when the people see that we can sustain ourselves and be our own liberators, people buy into that. Because it, it, it points out to the contradiction of mm -hmm. the state, right? That the state will spend billions upon billions of dollars on your oppression, but won't feed you, won't clothe you, won't house you. And if they do house you, it's subpar housing. Environmental pollution, right next to environmental pollution, nine times out of ten, right? Asbestos in the walls. Mm -hmm. So through this, we develop a, a relationship with the people where the people see us as... It's a reciprocal relationship. You feel me? We serve the people's material interests. That's what the Panthers was doing. The people didn't care about the ideology the Panthers had. <laughs> they cared about their light bill being on. They cared about the food. They cared about the clothes. They cared about the sickle cell testing. They cared about the health services. You feel me? They cared Pulling about getting the rides. Stopping the, stopping the pigs from beating their ass and running through their houses and killing them. Right. That's what they got behind. So it's not be Marxist Leninists. <laughs> so it's taking that historical understanding, that historical materialist dialectical understanding of the past and applying that to the future, applying that to the current, applying that to the right now, you know what I'm saying, and building these programs that serve the material interests of the people, and then national unity will be formed. And as national unity is formed, we see that in reality, we is governing ourselves, right? And then that's that... that through that first phase, the second phase is born. You feel me? And we just begin to develop unity, national unity, for self-government. Because we're doing it. <laughs> so, okay. And every aspect of my life as a new African, we're all, we are relying on a program for decolonization. Of course, we're going to want to govern ourselves. Because now I have a, a new reality. Why, you feel me? That is, my, <laughs> that is my actual reality now. Is this? Versus, I'm the one taking care of myself. Shouldn't I have the the, the control right. over my life? Come on. If 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 we the people are the ones clothing, feeding, protecting, educating, healing, building one another, shouldn't we be in? Shouldn't we be the ones in control? The folks that you in community with, not the the capitalist that sits up in his mansion or in their mansion, 
not the corporate overlord of over your grocery station, over your <laughs> every aspect of your life, but now it's the people, the the collective will and the collective power, the people that have control over <laughs> our own destiny. Because there ain't no individual destiny. It's it's the people. People are always going to be connected. And then there's a real practical approach to building that unity that surfaces through decolonization programs, right? It's like being out with the people, providing this service for the people, working in tandem with the people to provide these services for the people. It's like, I think, of like, you can relate it back to sports, right? Like, there's something that comes through, like, fall camp with you grinding out there with your teammates, sprinting, lifting weights, sled pulls, sled pushes, scrimmaging other teams, and it's us versus them, right? Like, there's a certain unity that's built in, in these decolonization programs. We draw those lines of demarcation. Look, it's us versus them. We the ones out here doing this work together. We the ones truly invested in, in one another. We the ones loving, healed, and building, supplying for one another. We all here us serving. Them. While what they do, they Come sit on. up and they, and they reap the benefits of our exploited labor. We over here feeding people and OPD going to harass us. What side are you on? <laughs> While they sit up and reap the benefits of our exploited labor in every facet of industry and institution. The teachers right now in Oakland on a hunger strike. Schools getting closed in as, a, as a means, as a under the auspice of, uh, under the guise of, uh, lack of funding. Meanwhile, they, they closing schools to say they're creating better schools because they're consolidating resources. What type of save, logic is that? save budget. Meanwhile, OP, OPD's budget, the Oakland Police Department's budget, is seven hundred million dollars for the next two years. Meanwhile, Gavin Newsom brags about the California Reserve. Billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. They talk about the California Reserve. And Meanwhile, the A's lobby for a new for a new stadium in the Port of Oakland, willing to shut down jobs for longshoremen, right? Meanwhile, while, while we organize programs for decolonization, this is what the capitalist does. It feeds the, it funds the police state. It closes schools. It, it tries to get brand new stadiums. It builds housing that no one can afford. This is what happens. And these are the lines and the contradictions that we draw through decolonization programs. And, and that's why there has to be programs for decolonization yeah. because it's like we can name the way the state is oppressing us, but if we aren't giving the people an alternative, we ain't doing nothing. You know what I mean? Like we, ain't, we ain't giving people no alternative to the state. So how can we be upset with the people when we haven't done nothing to give people an alternative? You know what I'm saying? And through this second phase, we have to have programs. Programs have to be built within every aspect of our people's lives. You feel me? It has mm -hmm. to cover every aspect of our people's lives because this is going to be the catalyst into the next phase. You know what I'm saying? And it's having programs for decolonization literally throughout every locale, right? Every locale having that, that become like the, the heartbeat of the community. Under right? a unified the ideology. Mm -hmm. Having that unified ideology, right? And through that is, is Frolanon, right? Is the front for the liberation of the new African nation, right? And it, establishing cadre organizations and various locales and pushing the ideology of three-phase theory, right? Because if we only have... Uh, programs for decolonization in Oakland, and yes, it's governing the the day of life of, of of the new African here. Only here, but we don't have anything in, in Minnesota. We Baltimore. don't have anything in you feel me, New York. We don't have anything in Atlanta. We are in isolation, and that's <laughs> not what the ideology calls for, right? The, the ideology doesn't call for sectarianism, right? Where we say, oh, we're only going to address the problems of the new African in in Oakland. And if the new African in Oakland is for you, then that's that. Nah, we was, we was talking mm -hmm. about the unification mm -hmm. of new Africans in North America through Frolanon, which will then lead us to the unification 
of new Africans through Pan-Africanism. And the, the unified front is the only way, right? Because we have to understand that Pan-Europeanism exists. Right. Europe is unified. <laughs> Europe is unified. These Democrats and Republicans, they is unified, even though they, you feel me? And then on the international scale, the Western capitalists are unified. You get things like NATO, right? <laughs> like these, like these, these things exist, right? These things exist. And so it's important for us for offensive and defensive purposes that we are unified because when they come and they try to end our programs like they've done with the Panthers, right? When they, when they, when they take all measures to put an end to our programs, right? We will need to defend them. And it's going to, it's going to take deploying new African soldiers from Atlanta to Oakland when we need their support. Mm -hmm. When they cut off our, we, we going to, you feel me? When it's, we gonna have to trade, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a real practical understanding of unity, even if it's not about armed struggle, which we, again, we can't avoid it. It's going to get us there. Uh, there might be, Folks in Atlanta, I think about com community movement builders and what they're doing with the like the shrimp. Uh, what's the correct term? Is it hydroponic? Hydroponic like, farming. Hydroponic farming, right? Like if they're able to come here under the auspices of of uh, the New African Independence Movement, they can teach us how to farm out here, and then we can say, "Look, well, y'all don't got no medical clinic. This is how we started ours, right? This is how, this is the most effective way it's to a distribute." Dialectical connection you know what amongst, amongst all cows, bro. And then we amongst go to a place. Africans. We go to a place, and we go to uh, Chicago, right? Where none of the, they might not have no high, they might not have no farming, they might not have programming. We have no grocery program, no food program, and we say, look at this is how we, this is how we started the, started these things, and here goes five thousand dollars to get it cracking. This is what unity, this is what unification does, and this is why we need the mm -hmm. unification of a Frolana, that front for the liberation of the new African nation, so we can all consistently consolidate resources, consolidate power, uh, put all of our minds together, right. Thousand percent, and then that's that's the call for today. You feel me? Because what we have to do is build these vocals up, and these vocals is going to serve as a catalyst to free the land. You feel me? If we have different vocals all rising up within uh, the Republic of New Africa, within the Black Belt, but also rising up throughout this so-called land, it's going to be a catalyst for revolution. It's going to be a catalyst for people's war, and a part of the second phase is also, uh, you know, it's part of the first phase as well, developing international relations, but. The second phase is really, you feel me, walking those international relations in, you feel me, um, having UN uh, plebiscites, right, having um, the AU, right, um, support us, you know what I mean, and, and have firm relationships so that they can support Frelanon, right, so they can support the front for the liberation of the new African nation, because that's what's going to happen. We're we going to need international support, uh, an international rallying cry to be behind us. Otherwise, we won't be successful. All, all we won't be successful. We will, we will need the support of the international community, right? Even in, as we want reparations for the hundreds of years of colonialism, slavery, and exploitation. And then you feel me? We're going to mark, mark their ass up on a percentage because of what they've done. You feel me? Because of inflation, all that. You feel me? Like, yeah. All those become very important in the second phase. In, in all African liberation movements, have been, any oppressed people's liberation movement has been an international ploy, right? Again, we talk about uh, the way Castro supported African liberation efforts from Ghana to Guinea-Bissau, you know what I'm saying? Like, from Grenada to Guinea, right? These, is, these are, we, we must understand the, 
the African liberation, the new African liberation movements as consolidation of power. Do you feel me? Through all oppressed peoples. Palestine, Cuba, Venezuela, Puerto Rico. These are, we got to be It's us for them. Period. <laughs> it's us Period. for them. It's those for humanity and we're fighting against those who know no humanity. We're, we're fighting for the liberation of humanity as revolutionaries. Fighting for all oppressed peoples to end colonial rule, to end colonial domination, to end capitalism, to end imperialism. And it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. And then through Frelanon, we build that that positive force that will ultimately free the land. You feel me? But this is a, a short overview of the of the second phase. You know, when we talk about the third phase, we're going to dive into it even even deeper. You know what I'm saying? But definitely go check out We Are Our Own Liberators. Go read the Three-Phase Theory by Jalil and really study that because that gives us the, the understanding of how revolution is built. We ain't just going to turn our TV on and see the revolution on CNN. We ain't just going to go outside and it's a revolution. The revolution is built through struggle. Through to my, struggle. To my new Africans, we have reached the height of integration. There's nothing. <laughs> the else. heights. We have. We got black billionaires. We got you can black woman vice president. You got a black bank. Get you a, a black banking card. You can buy black and go get a, a gift card to go buy black. But Hundreds of black, thousands of black actors and black label execs and black. We got black everything, and where black folks have been integrated into American society in every facet, this into this capitalist society in every facet. Capitalism is not the way; it is socialist, right? Where the mass is on the means of production and distribution of wealth, where our labor is no longer exploited, where our lives are driven by the needs of the people, in con- in conjunction with the needs of the planet. Right? It's not about exploiting anything. That is, that is the correct system. Capitalism is a backward system. Socialism, scientific socialism, is the way. Where we put power into the hands of the people. Because ultimately, that's where power belongs. That's where all power is. Bigger than any imperialist weapon. Our unity. So that's what we're doing. That's, that's the call. Free the land, free the people. Hello, black. <laughs>